Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and with me today for the start of Robin Month is my awesome sister, Mary Kay. Say Hi, Kat. And Nick. Uh, <laughs> Hi. Hi, Kat. It's JJ. Be quiet. Remember? Okay. We should have had you have a cat. Well, we should have <laughs> we should have had him for the Catwoman section. Then that would have made more sense. So, <laughs> so today, it's all part of the Bat family. It's it's true, and it's all and they're all eighty years old. Like that's in that's insane. Catwoman, Joker, and uh, Robin, uh, technically Dick Grayson, are all eighty years old now. That's uh. I know. That's that's pretty. Like the, like the Trinity. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild when you think about it. Um, you know, it's like with Superman and Batman. It's like, well, of course they've been around forever, but then when you start to see these other characters and how long they've been around, it's like, wow, there's there's such a there's such a legacy here. It's really exciting. Mhm, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> so. The kids, I get chocolate. The kitty cat ate chocolate? <laughs> he got chocolate for Valentine's Day. Oh, well, good. At least somebody did. <laughs> um, so, Dick Grayson has been around, like I said, for 80 years. His first appearance was in Detective Comics number 38 back in 1940. Let's see, his first appearance as Nightwing... Was uh, was in Tales of the Teen Titans number forty four back in nineteen eighty four. First appearance as Batman was apparently Robin number zero in nineteen ninety four. That's I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I guess I thought it was uh, Battle for the Cow, but I guess I was wrong. Um, oh, you know what? There was there was a story where he was Batman before then. Anyway. Um, and I thought it would be like Nightfall when he broke his back, but maybe not. I think it was right after that. Um, I think he was Batman for like a minute. Um, but then there was a more, obviously a more significant uh, Batman story with uh, Batman, Re- Batman Reborn and Batman and Robin Reborn and all that. Um, which, we, which we were big fans of back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. And then apparently his first appearance as Agent 37 was in uh, two th- July 2014. A lot of fours with Dick Grayson. That's a little strange. <laughs> but uh, I was looking at that going, wow, it's a, it's a lot of fours. I, I don't know the significance of it, but I guess uh, maybe in 2024 something something new will happen for him. Um, hopefully he'll get his memories back because he's been Rick Grayson for about a year and a half now. And it's uh, it's not been great. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not the best storyline for him. <laughs> no, I, I I mean it's good they're trying something different, I guess. But I I'm always I'm always a fan of that. Like uh, I always say, kudos for trying something different. But it, I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, but anyway, let's uh let's let's dive into this here. Um, so Dick Grayson, Robin being eighty years old is pretty exciting, and um, so we think of when we say it's Robin's eightieth anniversary, we really mean Dick Grayson. But I do think of but he's transcended the role of Robin, you know, many times over the past 80 years. Um, I mean, obviously going from Nightwing to Batman to back to Nightwing to Agent 37 and then back to Nightwing. So <laughs> he's a, yeah. 
He's they always try to kill him off. Yeah, um, apparently that was the goal in Infinite Crisis. Dan DiDio said to Jeff Johns, I think you need to kill off Dick Grayson uh, back in like 2005, 2006, whenever that came out. And Jeff Johns said, absolutely not. I will not do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, and, and I didn't think of it, because you know, I, I read an interview back in the day um, where Dan DiDio was like, he, that was just his thought process. I think this should happen. And and Jeff Johns and a few of the other DC creatives kind of explained, like, no, Dick Grayson is one of the founding fathers of DC. He was the first kid psychic, you know? I mean, this is he's an important uh-huh. he's an important character. You can't just kill him off. That you know, that would that would kind of just defeat the purpose of um what DC kind of was founded on, I guess. Um and I never really thought of it that way, but uh but but it's true, you know. I mean he was the first kid psychic. Without him, there'd be no Teen Titans, you know. There wouldn't be there wouldn't mm-hmm. be Robin in general, um, and we've gotten so many great Robins since then. Um, but it's funny because I, I've read so many comics in my life. I've read several with Dick Grayson as Robin. I've read, but I don't think I've I, I've only ever really read one with Jason Todd as Robin, um, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> but I've, but because when I was growing up. In the comics, at least, Tim Drake was Robin, and and then obviously Damien inherited the role, and then, um, you know, and I, you know, and there's been a few uh, other random ones in between. You know, obviously there was Carrie Kelly uh, in The Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, Stephanie Brown. S- Stephanie Brown for for just a short bit, um, but yeah, uh, my my biggest exposure to Robin was probably. The animated series when you know Dick Grayson was Robin and and then w- when they did the sequel series he became Nightwing and then they introduced Tim Drake um, so it's been it's been quite a ride with all the different Robins and I remember not liking Robin when I was a kid but as I got older I I really appreciated especially Dick Grayson as a character I think he's such a he's he's such a great character in that you know he's he's earned the right I think to be the one to kind of to talk back to Batman to you know point out when he's wrong to point out when you know he's he's not being the best Batman he can be you know what I mean yeah well he brings out the human side like that's what I've always thought like he makes even Batman seem human yeah definitely um I was rereading some some stuff before we recorded and um one of my one of my favorite moments was uh when uh I, f- I forget the exact issue number when when dick had to become batman he he kind of struggled with that he was like you know he's like i don't think i can live up to his legacy and and he kind of had to realize well if i'm going to do this i'm going to have to be a different kind of batman and i think that the comic books reflected that Especially, you know, we're, we're big fans of um, The Black Mirror, which is one of my all-time favorite Batman stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he was an amazing Batman. And I, I kind of, sometimes I miss him as Batman, you know? Yeah, I do too. Um, but I think his Batman had a lot of Nightwing qualities, obviously. Right. So, I think it's... I think it's okay for now that he's he's not... I mean, I think he would be the successor instead of Damien, but... yeah. I, I think he has more of the 
the same sensibilities that Bruce Wayne had as Batman, the, the, you know, with the no killing rule and the believing in his enemies to, for redemption, believing in justice. Whereas Damien just a little too much is all about a little too much with vengeance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of Damien, I mean, is basically who's writing him. I think if, if Gleason had stayed on, and kind of took the character like he was, I think he would be a different character. I think, you know, Morrison created him, but I think, you know, Gleason made him human, and I think Mm -hmm. some people tend to focus more on, like, how he was brought up and not, you know, what Batman has done for him, and I think Gleason focuses more on what Batman's done for him, which is Batman, well, and Dick, because he was the Robin to Batman's Dick. Right. So, um... Or Dick's Bat, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So problematic word choice, think, but it's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. You're following the gist, but anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think because that, I mean, and you know, and, and he did for Damien with the same thing he did for Batman. Like he he made Damien more human. Like, yes. And I think if if that if the other, and not that I'm criticizing the other writers, I mean, right. Uh, you know, I'm all for different interpretations, but, you know, I mean, he is still a kid. He is still learning. He's not necessarily set in his ways. Like, you right. know, Dick was working with him and, you know, making him a better person, basically. So, yeah, I, uh, that, that's a good point that, that, uh, that Dick did for Damien, what, what he also did for Bruce. And there's, a uh, the, the one chapter in Hush when it's, it's the Nightwing issue, basically, when, uh, you, you know, in Bruce's internal monologue, he talks about that, how Dick, you know, he could always talk to him a little differently and he helped bring out the best in him. And, and I, and I really liked that. I thought that was really sweet. You know, um, it, it just, you know, there, there's a, you know, there's something about that, like his first son, you know what I mean? In a way. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a, there was a line in one of the animated episodes I, I really love, um, it's the episode where Dick finally tells Tim like what happened when Batman and Robin broke up and uh and it's Dick graduating college and he's and you know Barbara turns to Alfred and she says you know you must be so proud of him and Alfred says he's like a second son you know and I I that's such a sweet moment that you know that's how mm-hmm. Al, that's how Alfred looks at these at these boys you know that they're they're all his children and he and he looks after them and and I think that they think the same about Alfred. Like it's never been a uh, you know master servant relationship. Alfred's always been the the one they they all look up to. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was true for the movies too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, because there's that line in in Batman and Robin when uh, you know uh, Barbara's character says, you know, I'm gonna free Alfred from this life, and and Dick says, you don't have to do that. He's happy here, and. And, and it's true though, like she just, she doesn't really understand, but it's like Alfred is happy there, you know, Alfred's, Alfred's their, their kind of, their, their, their dad, granddad, whatever you want to put it, you know, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, with, with Dick Grayson's character, it's funny cause I was like looking at it before we recorded, I was like, oh, where are we going to talk about it? It's like, Mama, there's, party. there's, uh. 
there's so much to talk about. There's so much to that we could get into that we're such big fans of. Like, for example, the the Batman Beyond comic that Kyle Higgins wrote, where he actually brought Dick Grayson into the fold as a major character, and he wasn't in the animated series. Right, right, and I did love that about Higgins' run. Like, I thought that was because I mean, you watch you watch the show, and I mean, it makes sense, and you know. You yeah. don't feel like it's missing anything, but in essence, I mean, it kind of is. Like, yeah, you know, it was never, it was hardly ever just Batman. It was always, you know, his his team. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and Higgins kind of fixed that. Yeah, and I think that um, there there was a lot of Higgins' uh, run on Batman Beyond that was very, very much about legacy and. Uh, you know, so bringing in, you know, he brought in Dick Grayson, he brought in uh, Man Bat, you know, there was uh, the, the Justice Lords run. Um, there was so much that was touched upon that was about the legacy of the of the heroes in the animated series and, and some of the villains, too. Obviously, like the Phantasm was in the one run and it was and it was all really, really well done. And and I agree with you, you know, there, there was something kind of missing in the animated series. And I always kind of wondered that I was like. You know, are they going to bring in Dick Grayson? Like, I'd love to know what he's up to. And in the, um, you know, obviously in Return of the Joker, they touch upon what happened to Tim Drake. And that's a, that's like one of the best Joker stories ever told. Um, right. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you miss out not knowing what happened to Dick Grayson. And he's, and like I said, you know, if you think of him as one of the founding fathers of DC, like, you you know, you need that. You need to know what happened to him. He was the original Robin. Um and what was the what was the the one line in Batman Beyond when uh, the that computer guy he kind of took over Gotham City for a second and and Terry tries to open the door and uh, and Bruce is like I had to shut everything down if you want out you're gonna have to get old, get out the old fashioned way and he's just like none of the Robins ever complained. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you do you have a favorite uh, a favorite Dick Grayson story? <laughs> Um, I, I thought about that and I, I, I really, I don't think I do. I, hmm. which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, he is one of the characters where sometimes I'm like, you know, like the Grayson series, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. This is kind of weird and this you know he wouldn't do this and then I'm like well you know it takes me a while to get into it and then I'm like okay and while I don't care for the the Rick Grayson it's kind of the same thing I mean they they mm. do you know they're trying different things to bring him away from Batman yeah not bring him away but you know make him his own character which he already is right yeah um, but uh you know and I feel like sometimes they do that because now, you know, they like Batman has like his biological son who, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, he'll be the Batman. But I mean, I, I would still say it should be Grayson, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I did enjoy the, the Batman and Robin with uh, run with Patrick uh, Gleason. Yeah. With, uh, and, and um, Peter with his Batman and Damian Wayne's Robin. Yeah, yeah. So that that was probably, although it wasn't necessarily Nightwing, when, it was probably one of my favorite runs because he, you know, <clears throat> I mean, he was kind of like fulfilling his destiny, so to speak. So yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, I I liked uh, there was one issue 
of the it was actually the the Grant Morrison uh, run with with uh, uh, Dick with with Dick as Batman. Uh, it was early on in the run where he wants to bring Bruce's body back and he wants to use the Lazarus pit and, and everybody's kind of like, I don't think this is a good idea. It's a bad idea, whatever. And, and he's like, but this is how it would go though. You know, Bruce would get in trouble and I'd come in and save him. And, and that, and that, that part just kind of broke my heart. I was like, Oh my gosh, like he's right though. Isn't it? Like there was always like Batman would get in trouble and Robin would be there to save him. Um, Mm -hmm. so he feels, you know, and, and there's some reality to that. You know, when you, when you lose someone you love, you, you feel guilty, like, you know, what I, I could have done something, you know, even though, like, of course, right. there, there's nothing he could have done. But, you know, you can't right. stop yourself from feeling that way. And uh, and I and I like that a lot. Um, he uh, well, I guess, you know, Dan DiDio did get his wish because now I'm thinking about it, thinking about all the Dick Grayson stuff. He did get killed off in um, in the Injustice comic that Tom Taylor wrote. Um, but then again, he came back as the new, oh, yeah. he, he came back as the new dead man, which I thought was kind of cool, which, uh, you know, it's it was, like Oliver Queen and the Spectre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but that, you know, in, in both those instances, it kind of fits their character. You know, the, the, spe- the Spectre being the, you know, the, the right hand of God, the vengeance, you know, and that's very much what Oliver was in the, the first couple seasons of Arrow, um, mm-hmm. and same with, with Dick as, as dead man, it, it, it totally makes sense because it's like, well, Boston brand was this circus performer and it, you know, would make sense that, you know, if they're going to choose another, you know, ghost to help out the DC characters, it would be Dick Grayson. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, That's uh, true. I, I've always liked that, uh, there's a level of respect among the superhero community with, uh, with Dick Grayson, you know, I, I, you know, I, I remember reading issues with when, you know, like Superman would guest star in a comic or he'd guest star in his comic. And, and it was, and it's never like weird. It's always like, there's, there's a level of respect and understanding. It's like, in a way, Dick Grayson survived boot camp, So <laughs> all the heroes can look at him and go, wow, <laughs> you, you got out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, you must be a badass. Yeah, <laughs> and and he totally is. Um, I I've always liked, mm-hmm. I've always, uh, you know, been a big fan of that. And when, you know, you have his character being in, uh, like, you know, he's in the Under the Red Hood comic, where you know he's helping Bruce out, and he's, and there's a level of respect that Bruce has for him. That not that he doesn't respect the other Robins, but it, uh, you totally buy it that. You know, there's there's something about you know that the firstborn or the first love that that's a little different than than the other than the other children. In mm-hmm. in some ways, if that makes sense. Well, I think he walked away and, and proved himself away from Batman, and I mean, even though like you know Tim Drake and and Jason and whatever have you know kind of broken away, they're still there. You know, yeah. not so much Jason, but like Tim. You know, he hasn't, you know, left the nest, so to speak. So he's still, you know, he's still a Robin, whether he's, you know, Red Robin or whatever costume he uses. He hasn't totally proven that he can, you know, exist beyond, like, yeah. the sidekick, so to speak. Yeah, and, and uh, now in, in Young Justice, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, he's given him a new code name, uh, Drake, which is which is kind of interesting, I, you know, it's... A little bit of a giveaway to his secret identity, but hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
But they're, uh, they're rough with the Robins, man. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, there's there's only so much. As Stephanie Brown, you know, she was literally killed when she was a Robin. <laughs> right. I mean, she came back. Uh, actually, you know, off topic slightly. Uh, my favorite one. Uh, my favorite Stephanie Brown stories are when she was Batgirl. Um, I think those are fantastic comics, and I wish they she had stayed. Um, I wish she had stayed Batgirl. It's like, I sort of miss that era. And I was, you know, I, I had another episode where I was talking with Corey and I said, you know, I, I miss that era where, you know, as much as I love Bruce Wayne as Batman, I, I did also love Dick as Batman, you know, when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause that's when Stephanie Brown was Batgirl, you know, and that's when all the, you know, the great Green Lantern stuff was going on with Blackest Night and everything. And um, it's, uh, I was like, that was like, to me, you know, and like the, the late 2000s that was like the golden age of comics um at least in my mind you know but that's just uh that's just me being nostalgic and also shows my age a little bit because it was it's, it seems like with monthly comics it was forever ago you know <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that those were some like jeff jones was you know kind of like what scott snyder is now so, yeah, kind of had his hand in a little bit of everything, right? Um, and um, I liked that uh, you know when the new Fifty Two started, he he went back to being Nightwing, and he had the he had the red suit, which I or the black and red, which I really liked. I thought that was a really cool look for him. Oh, yeah. I did like that change too. <laughs> um. And those, yeah, I mean, I, I like that about Higgins. That was one of my favorites, favorite stories. Yeah. She's on the phone. Nick, Nick, Nick disagrees, okay. I think. Yes. <laughs> he likes the blue. He's a blue guy. <laughs> um, one of my... Uh, but, you know, I remember we talked about uh, the Forever Evil storyline, you know, back when that was going on, and, and Dick's identity was exposed... And, uh, you know, obviously written by, uh, Jeff Johns and, and then the crime syndicate put that doomsday device on him and Lex was trying to figure out how to save Dick and get, and not have the device go off. And, and of course, Batman assumes he's going to kill Dick. He doesn't care. And he had the line where he says, you know, Luther, if you kill him, I swear to God, I'll kill you. And, and you and I were both like, I believe he would do that for Dick. Right, yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. I think he would have, yeah. you know. Yeah, again, being that that that's his that's his son, you know. Like if you you know if you f with my family, you know you're you're gonna regret it. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, what? You I mean, know, that kind of fits with Thomas Wayne as as Batman, you know. Like yeah. he wasn't the the type of Batman that Bruce is, so... Yeah, very, very not heroic Batman, a little bit more of a Punisher-esque type of Batman. Um, yeah. There was a... So, you know, getting into kind of the the live-action interpretations, um, of course, you know, there's Burt Ward as, as Robin, and he's uh, obviously very famous for the holy whatever Batman, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and I, I've watched a few episodes of that show, and uh, I did like that it, it always seemed that that uh, Batman and Robin were partners. Like, you know, when the Riddler would have his stuff come up, Robin would help him solve the solve the riddles, which I thought was cool. Like, they, they, they never showed him as this goofy kid that needed rescuing. He was always in the thick of it with Batman, which was pretty cool. Yeah, 
Right. And of course, I'm I'm reading a lot into a, a TV show that was meant for children back in the 60s, but but you know, <laughs> but but there's some truth to it. You know that that Dick was he was a uh, he was very much an equal to Batman in that show. Um, and, and and you know, it's it's fun to watch. You know, I I you know, I think you know. Have you seen much of it at all? I really haven't. Um, I mean, just like you know, clips here and there, but I've never like watched an episode. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, if Crisis on Infinite Earths is to be believed, I think their universe is gone now. So, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they don't exist anymore. So. <laughs> well, they still exist in our hearts. So, <laughs> um, but Always. but uh, but you know, Burt Ward was kind of the the gold standard for Dick Grayson for for years and years and years until uh, uh, Chris, Chris O'Donnell kind of inherited the role back in uh, Batman Forever, and I think that that movie you know unfairly gets lumped together with. Batman and Robin, where he, he is pretty whiny in Batman and Robin, but he actually has a really great character arc throughout Batman Forever. Yeah, he does. I agree. I think it, it kind of gets a bad rap because of the Batman and Robin, but yeah. by itself, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible, you know? Yeah, it... And it, it, I think it did the character justice. I, I think so, too, um, where, you know, the whole movie, he's talking about how he wants to kill Two-Face, and and Bruce keeps telling him like you know no that's not the way to do this uh, even though Bruce does end up killing Two Face in the end which is a little hypocritical but <laughs> oh technicalities technicalities so, you know he didn't have to go after the coin so. <laughs> but you know but anyway um, the uh, you know but you know there is that little bit of a teenage rebellion there where Dick is like kind of resisting Bruce's help and then. And then he realizes, well, you know, I think you need help. You know, I think that somebody should be out there watching your back. And and again, mm-hmm. and then Bruce kind of pushes back. Um, and I think it's a great moment when they kind of, you know, when they when they do kind of form their bond. And, and, and again, you know, talking about Alfred, he's there as the voice of reason the entire time saying, look, like, you know, this kid wants the same thing you did and you should be encouraging it versus fighting against him. Um and I and I like that when he when he does fight Two Face at the end, you know he does have a moment where he he could let Two Face die and he doesn't. He's like, you know what? No, right. this isn't right. And I think that that is very true to his character. Um, and I thought that I thought that Chris O'Donnell did a great job in the role. Um, and even in there's even parts in Batman and Robin where it's it's the same when he he kind of tells Bruce he's like, look, you need to you know, you need to trust me, you know, I'm your partner. And, and Bruce kind of is a little bit like, you know, well, that has to go both ways. I feel like I can't trust you. And so there's good elements to it, but I think that they wrote, uh, they wrote Dick just a little too whiny in that movie, which I was not happy about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, everyone seems to have their own interpretation and, you know, sometimes it's okay, but other times it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say that I thought, despite the nipples, I thought in Batman and Robin, he had a really cool costume. Like, that looked really awesome. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was basically the Nightwing costume, in a way. Um, but he obviously wasn't called Nightwing. And I guess after Batman and Robin, there were rumors of Chris O'Donnell uh, starring in a Nightwing movie. And I remember hearing that when I was a kid and thinking that'd be so cool to see. Um, and unfortunately, it never happened. But... Um, Hey, you never know. You know, the legacy sequels seem to be all the thing, all the rage nowadays. So, <laughs> uh, 
I mean... Yeah, I mean, they're talking about a Batgirl. You know, there's... Uh, well, well there, there's, you know, and there's rumors of um, there, there being a live-action uh, Into the Spider-Verse movie. And I was like, and I'm just like, that would be super cool, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, you know, who knows? You know, the sky's kind of the limit with some of these things, you know? They got Adam West and Burt Ward uh, to be in a couple of the uh, animated movies as as Batman and Robin again, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you never know. Um, it would have been kind of cool if uh, he had shown up in Crisis on Infinite Earths in some way. But, you know... It's, uh, it, it is what it is, I guess, you know, but, uh... Well, they did put the Jason Todd Robin in there, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, and, uh, speaking, speaking of that, um, so the, the, you know, you and I have talked a lot about Titans, and, uh, and, yeah, we're, we're big fans of that, um, but I, I will say you brought up a good point where you said that you felt like it was a little too dark at times, and you missed, like, Dick being more of the kind of lighthearted guy that he, that we know him to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really do. I mean, and I stick to that. It's not that I don't like that. You know, I don't like the show. I do like the show, but yeah. I feel like he's more <clears throat> Batman, you know, and, um, in a Nightwing costume or in a, you know, the old Robin costume. Like he's like the Batman of the group. And, you know, part of being Dick Grayson was, you know, his lightheartedness and his, kind of like spider-man like he's he's joking while he's fighting or his you know his internal monologue in the comics is is funny yeah and you know you don't get that <clears throat> at least not you know the first two seasons anyway of of titans and that might change now that he feels like he's you know yeah he's he's a little bit more his own man now um, yeah i think th- but, but uh I, I think there was a good journey there with dick where he was trying very, very hard to break away from, quote unquote, like the curse of Batman or whatever you want to call it. Um, which I, I thought that they, uh, I, I, I liked what they did with him in the show. I, I do agree that I missed the the lighthearted stuff, but I did really love how he was just actively rebelling against against Bruce. And to me, it was just like this. This feels real. Like if you. Like the F Batman line, you know, like we're keeping kid friendly here. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, right. So, you know, he says F Batman. As soon as he said that in the, the, the first trailer they showed, my, my thought was, oh, my God, like, I don't know how I feel about that. And then I kind of realized that that's exactly what Jeff Johns wants me to feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he wants right. he wants to challenge me in that way. And that's, you know, that's why he's such a great writer. And and I and I love him so much because he he's not afraid to take some of those risks with those characters and and he has said that like this is going to be a bit of a darker dick grayson um but i think it it really worked because it it got me to kind of examine my feelings towards the character and looking back on his history and i was like you know what's funny about that everybody's up in arms about it but there's been so many f batman lines throughout the comics and tv shows they just they just literally couldn't say it they couldn't say the f word you know what i mean Right. Yeah. So now that we can, now that we hear it, it's a, it's a totally different experience. Um, but that's true. I mean, he does leave. So, I mean, yeah. he know. wasn't always lighthearted, but, well, there but were, it's, you know, and I feel like now we're probably going to see more of that, you know? I, I think so. When, when he goes to that, I forget the guy's name, but when he goes to the guy who, who made his costume, he does kind of, there's that, I think that's a really funny scene, you know, where he's like, 
The, he shows up, and the guy's like, oh, this is how Dick Grayson treats things, and he sets something on fire, and Dick's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I heard you got something for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, I, I really like that scene. I was like, okay, this, I, I don't know who this guy is, and why so many people are allowed to know that Bruce Wayne's Batman, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> right, like, yeah, why does everyone know? Yeah, but again, like Arrow, like everyone knows. <laughs> well, you know that was that we always joked about that, especially in season two. He just straight up tells uh, Sebastian Blood, <laughs> right? Just, like, okay, <laughs> like he's the bad guy, dude. <laughs> like, don't do it. <laughs> um, do you remember uh, back when Arrow was in season one? There was there was some actor, and I can't remember his name. But he posted something on Instagram where he was in a Nightwing shirt in the gym, and he said something about it was like a post where he was like, you know, getting ready for to be a superhero. And I think it was just like a light. Looking back, I think it was just like a lighthearted thing. Like he was just putting it out there, like, "Hey, I'm I'm ready to get cast in something," because Arrow was such a big hit. But uh, but you know, we all were reading articles and and freaking out, going, "Is that guy going to be Nightwing? Is Nightwing going to be an Arrow? Oh my God, Nightwing's going to be an Arrow." <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't... That would have been cool. I, I think it would have been, and I think, you know, as, as much as I love uh, Batwoman, I think Batwoman's been really, really great. Um, I'd, I'd still love to see the, the Bat family throughout it somewhere, you know, other than just... Uh, the, the most we've gotten was, uh, other than Luke, Luke Fox, is uh, Julia Pennyworth was in an episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that they should at some point at least acknowledge that... It wasn't just Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I mean, I think they mentioned Robin at one one time, but you know, yeah, to have some of those people float in and be like, hey, you know, yeah, we like what you're doing, or we don't like what you're doing, or you know, have you found Bruce, or you know, something. Well, I uh, I recently rewatched uh, the old Birds of Prey show. And they and they were all actually named. Uh, Barbara was talking to Dinah, and she says, "You know, Bruce had like a whole team with him. He had Dick Grayson, he had Tim Drake, he had Cassandra Kane." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot that they mentioned all of them. That's so cool." And and maybe if that oh, show, I forgot that too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and maybe if that show had gone on, they uh, they they would have, uh, you know, they would have included them in some way, shape, or form. And I was I was always hoping for that. Um, but again, you know, I guess it doesn't matter now because Crisis on Infinite Earths wiped out their Earth. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no more of that. <laughs> um, I'd still like to think that Smallville is out there somewhere, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's somewhere. Um, but, you know, the, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see more of Dick Grayson and his journey as Nightwing uh, in Titan season three, and I'm glad they're, they're getting a season three. Um, because I think that that, um, uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm a huge fan of his journey and, and actually seeing the costume now, it's like a legit first live action interpretation of the Nightwing suit. Uh, if you don't count Batman and Robin, because I mean, he went by Robin there, you know? Right. So like, this is, uh, this is pretty cool to see. And, um, and I'm I'm really excited about that, and uh, and then in the on the animated side, in the animated movies that they're releasing, uh, I believe his name is Sean Maurer. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but you know he's been the voice of Dick throughout the those mm -hmm. ba those Batman movies. I think he's been fantastic. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. He uh, he 
he definitely sounds like Dick Grayson to me. Like, you know, it's not, maybe that sounds silly, but it's like, I think he's one of the best cast of all of those, uh, all those actors or all those characters, I should say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he has he has the right tone and everything. So yeah, like I I think he's in his uh, late thirties, maybe early forties, but but he sounds young enough where he could still be, because I I like to think of Dick as being, you know, somewhere between the age of like twenty two and and twenty eight. You know, <laughs> like just stuck in that. Yeah. He's stuck in that time, just like Bruce seems to be stuck in the age thirty five. You know, <laughs> that's where he is. <laughs> yes. Forever. Yeah, even though Dick Grayson has grown up over the past eighty years, Batman has not. So, <laughs> right. So that's that's interesting. He's like one of those robot, like ro- robot people, like never ages, like yeah. Superman. You know. Yeah, he's he's got that. He's got some Kryptonian DNA in him somewhere. <laughs> um, There's been enough fights, enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, so I'm I'm definitely excited to see what what goes on with Dick going forward and. Uh, and DC is teasing so much, you know, especially this year, like I said, being, uh, Robin's 80th anniversary. I, I think that, you know, we'll see Dick get his memories back in the comics soon. Um, which I'm, I'm really hoping for because he's, you know, I mean, you, again, like kudos to trying something different, but there's so much to be said about having this, this great character that, you know, in a lot of ways, Nightwing is, is his own man. He's not, he's not a Robin anymore, you know? Right. And I, think, I agree, but I think, like, the Superior Spider-Man, I think it's, it'll be good. You know, like, yeah. somehow it'll all, you know, because that was a, you know, a weird arc. Yeah. And <laughs> we both enjoyed it, and we may not be enjoying this arc, but, you know, the conclusion was good, and it's, you know, kind of revamped a lot of the, the Spider-Man stories, so. That's a, it's a very good point. Uh, I did not think of it that way. Yeah, that's uh yeah, you, you you convinced me. I'm excited now. <laughs> um, it's it's just sort of. A, I mean, hopefully they will disappoint us, but that's kind of how I've been viewing it. I'm like, okay, like I enjoyed Superior Spider-Man because it was such a kind of out there idea, and it was you know well written by Dan Slott. Yeah. But again, like I mean, even coming out of it, I was like, oh wow, like this is you know like a, a new Peter. Like he appreciates being Spider-Man even more now. So right, yeah, and I think that that's that's important going forward as for us as fans, you know, we're just like, you know, we're, we're always waiting for the next big story. And, um, and we, but luckily we have, you know, 80 years of history to read, um, you know, with these great Dick Grayson stories and, you know, and he was done so well in the, uh, the animated series as well, you know, like the, you know, the episode I talked about before the, the old wounds, uh, episode where he and you see when, when he and Bruce broke up, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of my all time favorite episodes because you just see Dick saying, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this the way you do it. But then again, it's like any kind of, you know, nature versus nurture. You, you know, Tim kind of calls him out. He's like, you sound just like Batman. And he's like, he's like, I'm not anything like him. And, and then he kind of has to realize like, okay, I have to be my own man. And then he also realizes that maybe Bruce isn't that bad of a guy, you know? Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and the same thing in Titans, you know, he, he did, you know, he did the best you could and he realizes that, you know, Bruce has helped him, so. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's an important journey for, for any child to go on, you know, we, you know, you realize, you know, just, just how much your parents were there for you, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, uh, 
that's a good lesson for for us for us children to learn. We're all children of somebody. Um, Not as profound as I thought it was going to sound. <laughs> I was like, yes, uh, yes, we are. He's like, uh, not sure where we're going with that thought, but I got it. Okay. <laughs> He's like, yes, JJ, we are. <laughs> we uh, didn't hatch. Yes, yes, we are all children of someone. <laughs> um, okay, so I did have a couple questions for you. Um, so, and you had given me some answers, but now we're gonna we're gonna do it on air, as they say. Uh, uh, on air for real, for it's, real. It's real now. <laughs> um, so, if Dick Grayson were to be in the Marvel universe, who do you think he would fight against? <clears throat> right, and uh, I think I, I we I, we both kind of went back and forth about this and took some time, but I think Taskmaster would be his his best villain. Yes. Yeah. I. You said that, and I, I just, I, I, that never occurred to me, that thought. And, uh, but I think that that's really true because Taskmaster is being one of the best fighters in the, the Marvel Universe, and, and Dick being one of the best fighters in the DZ Universe. Um, that, that would be, that would be a pretty epic fight. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and I think we both kind of agreed that if he were to be in the Marvel Universe, um, what what hero he would get along with, and we both kind of laughed and thought it would probably probably be Spider Man. Yes, I do. I do think it would be Spider Man because I think they have a similar, you know, the acrobatics and you know the witty wittiness about them. So yeah. I, I do think it would be them. I mean, I think he could, you know, but I think he's adaptable enough. He would really, you know, he would fit in anywhere. But I think that they would, you know, it would be a fun team up. Yeah, yeah, I. I definitely I like that idea a lot. Um, him being the, I you know, and we kind of joke that they'd probably annoy the hell out of the Avengers. <laughs> so, yes. Like guys, shut up. <laughs> I don't know how many fire you know how many firefights you've been in, but there's really not this much talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, oh my gosh, I love that line. <laughs> um, but but yeah, um, I I also think he he'd probably get along with Daredevil too, being very acrobatic and everything. I. I think they there'd be some friendly competition between the two of them uh, with that. Yeah, I thought about that as well too. Um, right before we we got connected, um, I was like, "Yeah, I think Daredevil because he's got the broodiness of Batman that mm. you know Dick would be totally used to." Yeah, but you know, with the acrobatics, they would both be you know, I can leap off the building and land here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, those and you know. I, and I wish that they they could do more um, crossovers with Marvel and DC. And I I feel like the powers that be at Disney and Warner Brothers wouldn't let that happen. But uh, but then again, in, at the end of Doomsday Clock, uh, Jeff Johns kind of teased at it. He said, you know, Doctor Manhattan looking into the future. He said that there was a, a secret crisis where Superman had to fight Thor, and there was a green behemoth that gave his life to protect Superman. And I was like, um, that sounds like the greatest thing in the entire world, and why hasn't it been written yet? <laughs> but, I need it! Uh, exactly, oh my gosh. Um, and, then, uh, and then wondering if you were going to cast somebody to play Dick Grayson, who would you cast? Um, I'd forgotten you asked me that one. I, I mean, I do like the way that he's cast in Titans. Yeah. Um... I think, uh, so I, 
I mean, I think he he did. You know, he does good. Yeah. Um. Just keep. We'll just keep him around. He's doing fine. <laughs> we'll just keep him around. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like I don't know. I'm like I don't. You know. But like I mean, I think every you know every actor would bring their own interpretation. Like like we said, like Chris O'Donnell wasn't Nightwing, but yeah, he was a good Robin. So I mean, you know. Yeah. They, as long as they you know the character I think yeah yeah you gotta I, I think having that uh, and, and I and I loved that about uh, about Dick's journey in in Batman Forever you know that he and, and there was and it was similar to Titan season two where he's you know he's really not sure what his next step is he's not sure what he's gonna do next um, and and he and he has to kind of in Titans you know he learns from his team and he and then he gets he gets himself kind of isolated, um, and and he's just like, okay, I I know what I need to do now, um, as you know, as the next step, as my as a hero, and uh, and I, I really liked that journey that they put him on in season two. That he uh, he he tried really hard to be there for everybody, and he felt like he was failing, and and then when when he was isolated, it was like, okay, now. Now he can really do some soul searching, which I think that character need definitely needed. Um, uh-huh. And I can't I can't say enough good things about it. And you know, and I know I know some people kind of write off the show, especially after the F Batman line. But like I I really oh, yeah. and Starfire. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it that's to me. It's just like you know these these characters are so open to interpretation, and and sure, it's not for everybody, um, but. You know, if you look on, the, look at the journey that these characters go on. You know, like like you said, it's like sometimes you just kind of have to power through it. If you didn't like Superior Spider Man, well, look at what we what we got after it. We got these really great, really great fuel for even better Spider Man stories going forward. Right. I mean, and sometimes you do. You just have to hang in there. Like, yeah, it's not. You know, it's not always going to be sunshine and roses, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you, you know, you like the, it's like a sports teams, you know, like if you're a true fan, you have to power through, you know, you don't like them only when they're winning. You, you like them when they're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're, you, you stay, you stay loyal to that stuff. And, um, and I, and I'm definitely excited to see, you know, a future with Dick Grayson and, uh, apparently with, uh, with Wally West, uh, you know, that there were the solicits have him show with like the powers of Dr. Manhattan. It's like, Hey, you know, he was best friends with Dick Grayson, so maybe we'll see something happen there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we just have to hang in there. It's it's coming. Yeah. I think so too. Um you know, this uh, you know, as always this this is always so much fun, you know, us talking us talking comics and everything and <laughs> um, Oh yeah. And I you know, and like I said, you know, there was that golden age of comics where Dick Grayson was Batman and and we were both like texting back and forth. Oh, did you get that? Did you get this issue? Like, oh, it was so good. And um, and then after the new Fifty Two started, you know, we went to we were going to New York Comic Con almost every year, and you know, and getting to meet Scott Snyder and um, you know, and he's you know he signed our our comics and everything. It was and, mm-hmm. and Kyle Higgins, yeah, Kyle Higgins too. You know, and such uh, such influential Batman writers and. It's it's so exciting when it's like you know these these guys are at the forefront of these amazing stories that you know look, look you know look at us now you know like almost ten years later we're we're doing a podcast about it you know <laughs> yep 
yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Um, and, and like you said, you know, I, I think, uh, you just, you know, these, like, it's coming. Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson's, uh, return is, is going to happen pretty soon. And I'm, I'm definitely excited for his future. I think, I think it'll be a bright one. Of course it will. Yeah. So, so thanks again for, for joining me today. Um, oh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm glad we got to, I'm glad we got to finally do this. We've been talking about it for a while. Um, <laughs> that's true. Schedule's yeah. finally aligned. And, uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that this episode, uh, the way the schedule is working out is going to release on your birthday. So, <laughs> oh, yes! so it'll be new comic book day, new for comic junkies podcast and your birthday. It'll be the trifecta of awesome. So <laughs> it will be the trifecta of awesome. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Mary Kay. And we'll definitely get you back here pretty soon. And, uh, talk all things great about comics. And remember, folks, we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Or should I say same Robin channel? Now we'll say bat channel. That sounds better. So, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. We'll see you soon.